0: Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now, I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the executive director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Megan. Hi, Karen. It's so good to be here with you
1: today. Hi, Megan. It's so good to be here with you as well. Yes. Happy 4th of July. I cannot believe how quickly summer is flying by already. Is it summer?
0: Have we had summer yet? Because I don't think I have.
1: Uh, I haven't either. And I know that um, this has probably been the craziest June ever just with The kids and their schedules and in different day camps in different directions and all four of them really having activities for the first time, because Charles, our two-year-old is learning how to swim. So every day he has swimming lessons. I'm so thankful for that, but just (laughs) driving another kid to another place is throwing me for a loop.
0: Yeah. So tell me about those swimming lessons. How are they going?
1: They're going, he is um, doing daily sessions. He's been doing them for two weeks. Um, he's in there for 15 minutes at a time and he's learning how to be comfortable in the water. So learning how to float on his back, learning to blow bubbles, learning to not be fearful in the water. Um, and it's been really interesting to see this process develop. I won't say that he has learned to swim or is safe around water. In any way, but he's getting comfortable and it's going to be a long haul. I would guess by the, if we continue at this pace that by next spring, summer, he will be able to swim. So it'll be really interesting to see this unfold. It'll be the first time I've had such a young child taking independent swim lessons Mm -hmm. and the place that we are, have him enrolled in is doing a really great job.
0: That's awesome.
1: And then Teddy's taking lessons as well, and he is doing very well. He's a pretty strong swimmer, but he's learning more about strokes and, um, just enjoying his time there. And then William and Millie are on the swim team. So it's our first time with experience on swim team, and it's so good for them. And they're learning a ton and they're totally uncomfortable with what they're learning but they're, they have a great attitude about it. And I'm so proud of them for that. How fun. It is fun. Yeah.
0: Are they feeling like they're having fun? Cause I know you said at first it was a little bit stressful.
1: Well, it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, they really right. <laughs> need to, um, to do a lot of laps, to swim faster. It's not a fun, playful experience. So they take it pretty seriously. The program is pretty serious and they seem to really be enjoying the fact that they're seeing themselves improve, right? That Will said to me, man, I couldn't do all those laps the first week of practice. And now I can, I may not be the fastest, but I can do it now. So I think it's a sport where they're able to see how much they're improving really quickly because they're doing it every single day. Right. So it's rewarding in that way.
0: And making them stronger swimmers, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And meeting new people, right? They're, I mean, none of their friends, well, Millie has a friend or two from school, but Will doesn't have any friends on the swim team. So he's making new friends, integrating with a new group of people. So it's really so good for them um, socially, emotionally, physically. It's a great experience.
0: Agreed. Yeah,
1: they know it or not. And they may say, I'm never doing it again, but they're definitely doing it this summer and probably next. So we'll see.
0: It definitely feels uncomfortable, but I feel like over the years as they do it, they just get better at it. And then it's so good because you really, you know, you're increasing your friend groups and the different people that you're experiencing with. And it's so good for life.
1: It is. It's really, really important. So we are really busy, but all filled with all good things and all related to water safety. So I am really excited about that and heading into a family vacation. We're spending the week leading up to the 4th of July at the Jersey shore as we do every summer. Um, so lots of safety tips are coming to mind for myself as I'm packing and this will be a great time for us to remind all of our listeners what they can do to keep their families safe this 4th of July weekend.
0: Yes, because as we know, unfortunately, during July 4th weekend, drownings are typically at their peak. And already, unfortunately, this summer we've seen, especially in our area, well, really all over the country that drowning, drownings are up.
1: Yes. Yes. And we have seen pretty startling statistics in the, um, Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area, which is covers the geography between our two homes. And it's been really so troubling and scary. And so we thought it might be helpful to talk through some tips for keeping your family safe around water, whether it's a pool areas of open water, like rivers, lakes, or oceans, And then talk about why we might be seeing this increase in drownings, um, on the Jersey shore and the New York shorelines. Yes. So for me, as I'm packing for my family for this week long trip, it's a trip. We've talked about this before. It's not a vacation for a mom (laughs) at all, right? But I'm thinking about, okay, I want to make sure that they are in clothes where it's easy for me to see them while they're on the beach. Um, so I, will oftentimes dress, especially my younger two in brighter colors, like oranges and yellows and reds, so that it's easy for me to spot them in a crowd in case they slip away from me. Which Um, is so smart. (laughs) um, And then I also try to make sure that I'm not dressing them in swimsuits that are the color of the ocean or of the pool. So Um, I'm not great about it. If you, if you look at my social media channels, you'll see my kids sometimes in blue bathing suits. Um, And that's just me not really thinking about it, but really when you're buying swimsuits for your children, you want to stay away from some of those pastel blue, green colors that are similar to the color of the water that you'll be swimming in. So you want to look for oranges and pinks and greens and yellows, something that would stick out in a body of water so that if your child um, goes missing, you're able to find them easily. Um, And then obviously sunscreen, tons of sunscreen. And, you know, I was getting Charles ready to go outside and play and I lathered him up with sunscreen, easy peasy. And then Teddy was like, I want this sunscreen on my face and this sunscreen on my arms and this sunscreen on my legs. So shame on me for having a stick, sunscreen that's a lotion um, type of material, and then a spray because I'm asking for them to have different sunscreens applied to different areas of their body. There's no one to blame, but myself.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. That's so funny. So So uh, now you're going to have to say, you know what? The sunscreen that's a stick went missing not sure where it is now. We only have these two, one for your face, spray for your body.
1: So that was just, I have no one to blame but myself. So making sure that I pack all the sunscreen and of course, you know, Charles sleeps with white noise. Millie sleeps listening to a lullaby soundtrack and they each have their stuffies that they sleep with and the blanket that they want. So my car is going to be exploding filled with all of their necessities. <laughs> <complexities.
0: laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And so you're going to check the conditions at the beach before you even head out. Right. Yes. Yes. Once, and that- once you're there and you're settled yes, and you're, and the kids are excited to go and Spend at least a few hours at the beach.
1: Yes, and we'll check to be sure that that first there's a lifeguard on duty. We know that there's a lifeguard shortage across the United States that's affecting many Jersey Shore town beaches, but beaches and pools across the country. Um, But we'll also check the conditions of the surf. We'll try to understand um, if the water is calm. um, If it is, if there's a yellow flag up, it means that there's a moderate risk. If there's a red flag. It means that the risk is high. And sometimes you'll even see a double red flag, which means the conditions are very dangerous and not to go in the water. So we'll check the conditions of the surf and assuming that the conditions are safe and there's a lifeguard on duty, we'll head down to the beach and park ourselves right in front of the lifeguard chair.
0: Great advice. Yes. And so for your children that don't know how to swim well, are you going to let the lifeguard just watch them and while you read a book and check <laughs> social media and send texts to your friends,
1: lean back with a cocktail. <laughs> exactly. um, no, in fact, I, I will be on my own with them at the shore this weekend. Um, my husband will join us on Sunday evening. So I probably won't take them to the beach until he gets there because I don't know that I can properly supervise all four of them by myself. I've just I'm a pretty seasoned mom, but that with Teddy and Charles being so young, I just don't know that that's, um, a good situation to put any of us in. We do have a little pool that we can access. So I'll take the four of them to the pool by myself. Um, and we'll be able to figure that out. Um, and so that will be good. But of course, whenever I have my kids around water, they are, um, close by, right. Um, As I said, Charles and Teddy don't know how to swim yet. So they will be in my arms or at arm's length. Teddy can, can swim around and practice his freestyle strokes and his doggy paddles that he's thinks he's, you know, an expert at now. Um, and William and Millie are able to, to swim independently. So I feel like I'll have a good handle on things at the pool this weekend when I'm there by myself. Um, so, and of course there will be a lifeguard on duty and we'll likely keep our trips to the pool short and sweet. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And so we just also want to remind our listeners that if you are going with your children to open water or a pool and they don't know how to swim, you're going to keep them close to you within arm's reach as Megan mentioned. And then if they're wearing a life jacket, a Coast Guard approved life jacket, and also make sure they know what it feels like put them in the water without it on. And so that they understand that they, they don't know how to swim and that they should never be in the water without you and without a Coast Guard approved life jacket and make sure that they um, understand what it feels like without it. Because if there is unsupervised swimming time, you don't want them in the water.
1: Right. Right, Karen's right. So when I take my kids to the water and it's not a swimming lesson, um, I've never used a puddle jumper. Um, I bought one because I wanted to look at the messaging that was on it and that accompanied it, um, and and try to understand how these puddle jumpers are messaged for parents. Um, it may be that I try one this weekend when I'm down there with the kids by myself. Um, but I will, if I do, I'll update you guys. Um, but I'm definitely going to have Charles be in that water without one on talk to him about it. Just like I talked to him about not touching the hot stove or going near the busy street. Um, and really try to ensure that they all really understand what the rules are around planned and unplanned swim time. Um, and so we know that parents are overwhelmed by the amount of responsibilities that have been on their plates and that these Drownings that we're seeing are not due to anything other than momentary lapses in supervision. And so we all have to be vigilant and careful and cautious and talk to our kids about safety around water while also ensuring that they have fun and learn to experience the joy of being in water because it is so much fun for them. It's so healthy, but it's so important for them to understand what, what safety around water means.
0: Yes. Very well said. And. As we gather more now with our friends and family, we also want to make sure that if we are around water, that we designate a water watcher and that water watcher needs to be having their eyes on the water only during that designated period of time, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you can't even have a conversation with another adult because you don't want to be in a situation where, we think that someone else is watching and they're not.
1: That's right. That's right. And, you know, when we think about, you know, we're talking about risks around water and mostly what we're talking about right now relates to young children. We also wanna talk about why these drownings are increasing along the Jersey and New York shorelines. Um, We've seen most of these drownings that have occurred, um, haven't been to these young toddlers that we're typically seeing, right? Typically in June, we're seeing toddlers wandering into residential pools and drowning what we're seeing in New York and New Jersey right now are um most of the the majority of the drownings have been in in the ocean or in open water and they have been to kids over the age adults over the age of 18 um men and women mostly men and it's happening in on the beach in the water. And um, we think that it's due to a series of factors. And we know that the New Jersey lifeguard community is saying that the topography of the ocean floor has changed drastically in a very short period of time. So where you used to be able to walk out into the ocean um, and expecting that the ocean floor would be underneath you, it just drops out. And they're, because the water, water temperature is warmer than it's ever been before, and the air temperature is warmer than it's ever been before, we're seeing rip currents. And people are not sure how to stay safe if they experience a rip current. And so our friends at Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project have um, a tool that they like to share with anyone that will listen. And that tool is to try to remember that if you find yourself in a rip current, to flip onto your back, to float, and to follow the current until you reach calmer waters. If you try to swim or fight against a rip current, you will not succeed. And you know, it's important to remember that when you are in a rip current, it's not really pulling you under, it's pulling you out. So learning and understanding that the difference between those two things is important to help remind you not to panic when you find yourself in that situation. So if you can remind yourself to flip onto your back, to float, and to follow the current to calmer water, you will be able to get back to shore safely. And if you can keep yourself from panicking, your chances of survival are so much higher. And so if you're headed to the Jersey shore, I am meeting a lot of my extended family at the shore. I told all of them about this tool to flip, float, and follow the current. And you really just try to memorize that just like you would any other safety feature, right? We know stop, drop, and roll, right? If you God forbid, find yourself caught on fire. Well, we want you to remember flip, float, and follow, just like you remember stop, drop, and roll.
0: Yes, and the other thing that we were saying is that some of the people who have drowned recently have drowned after the lifeguards have gone for the day. And so that's why we also want to remind everyone to please only swim when there is a lifeguard present. Because if you do get into trouble, you want to be able to have that extra support while you're swimming. And the other thing that we were seeing is that, you know, once you're in middle school and older, um, then we tend to see that those aged people are drowning more in open water. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. We are also seeing that there besides there are being additional rip currents, just that they are um, they're stronger storms. So we wanna make sure that if there is a storm happening or about either, have, either just has happened, even a few days later, the currents can still be stronger. So we just want people to be aware about all of those conditions before they head out to the water.
1: That's great, that's smart a smart thing to think about. Um, and we often think about, you know, vacation and time spent on the beach as carefree and we want it to be fun and we want to encourage you to enjoy your time at the beach, but it's not carefree. You do have to ensure that you're following some safety steps to keep so that it can always be a fun experience for you. Right. Um, so as you're headed into your 4th of July, holiday with your family and your friends and you're at the beach or you're at someone's house with a pool in the backyard, you know, really you have to be sure that your children are closely supervised anytime they are around water.
0: The other thing I also just wanted to mention is we might also be headed out on boats. And if you, even if you're canoeing or kayaking that you have a life vest on, uh, you know, in, it's not required in many States over a very young age to have a life jacket on, but please make sure you're wearing one because you never know when you're going to get into trouble. And if you have that life vest on again, it's a very, it's a much, it's much higher likelihood that you are going to survive if something should happen.
1: Now I've talked a lot about what my family is doing. How about your family, Karen? Anyone going off to camp? Any fun plans for the holiday weekend?
0: So, yes. Uh, My youngest daughter is going back to sleepaway camp. And so she's looking forward to doing that. And she will be spending a lot of time on water. But I know that they are very vigilant about wearing life vests and making sure that the kids are safe. Uh, They swim the the camp is located right on a lake. So they're, they spend a lot of time in it. And actually I feel like over the years, it's really taught her how to tolerate cold water <laughs> because it's definitely chilly. And so, yeah, so she'll be off at sleepaway camp. And then we are probably just going to be some of us. My older daughter is going to be taking a little trip with her friends. And I think that Henry is going to be working and he's going to be working as a lifeguard. So that will be great for him. And I'm sure also when he's not working, he'll be spending some time swimming, swimming with his friends. So he recently took a little trip with some friends and it was going to be going to the beach and we had many, many conversations about that, but I was actually so happy to hear that not only Henry being a lifeguard, some of his other friends are lifeguards as well. And even one of them is certified as an EMT. So they definitely, his friend group definitely understands how important it is to be safe around water. So really happy about that. And so I hope that they get to have some fun, but also that they're safe.
1: That's great. Awesome. Well, for those of you that are listening, you're probably noticing that we dropped this episode a few days early, but we wanted you to have these resources in advance of the 4th of July holiday weekend. And we want to wish you and your families a healthy, happy and safe 4th of July.
0: Yes. Thanks so much for listening. And we hope you have a happy July 4th.
1: So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would please um, rate, review and subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends and family, we would be so grateful. And with that, have a great week and we'll talk with you soon.